we lovingly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and this is my co-host Kirsty Logan. We're outside. Someone is doing some kind of lawn. Strimming? <laughs> Someone is strimming. <laughs> it's not us. Um, You're not strimming? Oh my god I'm strimming. I will be strimming later. Okay. <laughs> we are doing, Heather's face is really unimpressed by what I just said, we are doing our <laughs> 13 More Tales of Horror, mini-sode countdown to season 7 and countdown to Halloween. Uh, Sodes. <laughs> series. Hors d'oeuvres. Yep. Audio hors d'oeuvres. Or- Audio d'oeuvres. Oh my god, kiss my face. Why didn't we think of that a full year ago? <laughs> because we're not very engaged, to be honest. <laughs> we're not as smart as we would like to be. Yep. So today... We are talking about Something to Read by Philip Pullman, who... Philip Pullman? Big name. Right? Yeah. I mean, Northern Lights, classic trilogy. I've never read it. It's I a, think you would like it. I don't know. I was, much like the Harry Potter series, some well-meaning person bought one for me when I was like 11, and because I really don't get on with a lot of fantasy, I hated it. <laughs> Although it's anti-organised religion, which I feel like you might like. Ah, okay. Anti-specifically Catholic Church. Ah, Okay. Which I think my like. Maybe I will give it a go. Yeah. I know I'm not going to, but I'll say that. <laughs> you were, you're not a big fantasy reader, I will say. No. Unless it's the fantasy of point horror. Oh my god, yes. So, in this story, something to read. Annabelle doesn't want to go to the school dance. She wants to go to the library, which, you know, feel you. Fair play. Uh, she wants to read the new Iris Murdoch. I love that Philip Pullman <laughs> thinks that teenagers are just like falling all over Iris Murdoch. Like, I'm sorry, but teenagers at the time were reading this. They were reading 13 <laughs> More Tales of Horror. Which you surely should have known. However, can I read you a bit? I know you've barely started. Please read <clears throat> me a bit. Annabelle read so much it was like a disease. When she didn't have a book in front of her, her eyes flickered relentlessly all around, searching for print. And when they found it, she made for it with a single-minded intensity of a drug addict making for the deadly white powder. Coke. <laughs> Are you saying reading really. is this teenager's cocaine? She'd always read. It was how she measured her life. When she was five, she'd read Dr. Seuss. At seven, she had gone on to Dick Kingsmith and Helen Cresswell. By the age of ten, she was reading Diana Wynne-Jones, which I'm very happy about. Yes. Diana Wynne, what did she write that Studio Ghibli adapted? Howl's Moving Castle. Yes. I'm learning on the piano currently. Um, and Susan Cooper. And now at 14, she was reading books for adults. That was very much me. Yes. And I was actually going to read out the bit that comes after that, which Ooh. I really liked, where it says, Reading, gulping down rather, like those strange deep-sea fishes, all vast expanding mouth with a little ribbon of body trailing behind. And I really like that, because that's how I feel about reading. Like oh. I, I often use like eating metaphors when I'm talking about books, like, oh, devoured. I devoured this, or yeah. I'm like hungry for a particular type of story. Mm. Um, so I really like that, actually. I mean, Philip Pullman, he's like a proper writer, right? Yeah. So. No wonder. Um, I agree. I was a big reader, but I'm going to say about 14, which is the age that she is. I did try and read. Some, I didn't read. I read Iris Murdoch, but I read some like grown-up books. I remember reading specifically George Orwell and Martin Amis for wow. some reason. I really didn't understand 99% of it. 
I actually remember reading Animal Farm when I was like a kid, like nine. Oh wow. Because my dad had been like, you can read any of these books that we have. And I was like, that looks like it's about animals, which I mean it is. But then you, would you, you wouldn't have known about like communism. No, obviously. So. I didn't understand it. I just thought it was a talking animal book like Dick King Smith. <laughs> I can see why they get put in the same bracket. Yeah, I suppose I'm also like, you know, when people say, oh, so-and-so kid can't read this, it'll frighten or confuse them. And I was like, well, I read a lot of shit when I was young. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand. But you just, I don't know, my brain just sort of skimmed over it. Like, I didn't understand it, so. I think at 14 I would have been reading, like, um, Stephen King. Yeah. Which explains a lot. Yeah, I remember I actually didn't read Stephen King because I was too scared. Because my dad had all the old 70s paperback covers. And on the Carrie cover, it's like her face all drenched in blood and I thought it was so frightening that I sort of you know like in Friends when he puts it in the freezer yeah I didn't quite put it in the freezer but I didn't dare like take it off the shelf because then her face would be exposed that is a very scary cover it is but it's good okay anyway Annabelle <laughs> all she wants is a book which I think we can all connect with yeah um, she's pretty pissed that folk want her to go to the dance and she says it would serve them right if she killed herself and haunted them. If she was a ghost, she could read as much as she liked. Dot, 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 so. foreshadowing. <laughs> Are you paying attention? Why can you be like, well, ghosts just read all the time? I don't think anywhere says that that's what ghosts do. But one could. How would they turn a page? Well, let's find out. <laughs> so she tries going to the dance, um, absolutely hates it. And then she remembers that she has a library book in her bag, fucking yas. So she goes to the pool to read it. So this is what she's got. She's got a book, she's got an empty swimming pool, and it's nighttime. That's my fucking dream life. Yeah. That's all I want in this world. It really is. For it to be nighttime, for me to have a swimming pool with nobody else there and have a book. Glass of wine? Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like I should have wine and then swim. You swim and then have the wine after, maybe. I do both at the same time. <laughs> I just want it so much every time I watch a film and someone is swimming in an empty pool I'm like how did you get that how did you access a pool that has nobody else in it you have to be rich okay you have to be rich no but it's like the pool at the gym or whatever do you have to just go to a really fancy gym that nobody else can afford yeah well there's my problem <laughs> anyway that's what Annabelle's doing I'm very jealous unfortunately Linda and Ian are trying to finger bang in the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't write it. That's what's my, happening. I've brought my teen years screaming back. God. I'm just going to let that sit there for a minute. <laughs> Were you the one trying to read or the one trying to finger bang? I think well, I, was maybe the, both. I was the bush. Depends on the day. <laughs> You're the hedge. So they all argue. Linda throws the book in the pool. Linda... That is a library book. Yeah, oh my god. How could you do that? Cow. I know. Also, just wet books are just the worst thing. I know. I have dropped a couple of books in the bath before. Yeah, people yeah. in our house, I won't say who, uh, constantly knock things over with their clumsy hands. And, uh, well, it's either going to be your boyfriend or the cat. So. Well, the cats yet have not <laughs> achieved that. So I'll just leave that there. And um, it's just the most annoying thing. They're like, oh yes, my pristine book. Great. Yeah. Oh well. Not happy about it. It's all right. So Annabelle jumps in the pool to rescue the book, but she drowns. Well, um, the end. <laughs> she's kind of sad about it, actually, because everybody... She's sad about drowning. <laughs> she's not as sad as you would think. Specifically, she's sad because everybody sort of acts like an idiot and can't rescue her very well. And her dead body looks 
a bit gormless or glaikit as we would say in Scotland. Mm. Um, but ding, 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 she realizes she can walk through walls, she can get into the library. I highly relate to this girl being like annoyed at how <laughs> ridiculous people are at trying to save her life. Like, yeah. come on, you're incompetent at making me not die. She's like, I am dead. Can you please not be <laughs> such an idiot? <laughs> but they are idiots. She's very excited. She can get all the books. <laughs> but can you guess what's going to happen? She can't pick the books up. That's the flaw. And this is how it ends. And now she knew precisely what hell meant. It meant having all the books in the world forever and nothing to read. I mean, that is my hell. Being trapped somewhere with nothing to occupy my mind. Yeah, I've been in a few situations where I've been on writing residencies in other countries and there's enormous libraries, but they're all in a language that I don't know. Hmm. Like, I was in Spain and I was in Finland and they had just the most incredible, enormous libraries. And I just couldn't read any of them. Yeah, when I lived in Latin America, I lived in a city and it wasn't exactly like the tourist city. So you don't even get the like English secondhand bookstores. There wasn't one in the whole city. There was like proper bookstores that only had like Dan Brown and books like that in English. And they were also like $25 and there's no postal service there. So you couldn't even get anything mailed to you. And it was, I just barely read books Yeah. for like three years. It's times like that. I understand why some people, well, I don't really understand. I know some people are snotty about ebooks, but I mean, ebooks can absolutely save you in situations like that. Oh, yeah. You can get anything. Yeah, I had a tablet and that saved me. Yeah. But even though I hate ebooks, I mean, I don't Not with conceptual, I just don't like reading on them. I I mean, I don't mind. I guess it's just a different experience. I have to say, through this whole uh, pandemic time, (laughs) I was trying to say to Annie, (laughs) what I meant was can you get a rotisserie chicken at the supermarket (laughs) or is it against covid guidelines and i don't know what was wrong with me but i said is the chicken forbidden in this time (laughs) (laughs) and she just sort of looked at me like what (laughs) there's something going on with vocabulary lately because i couldn't think of the word children the other day so i just said baby adults so I was talking about kittens and i was like well they're baby cats and i was like yeah but what about the 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 baby adults (laughs) Like grown ups, but like pre smaller pre grown up. <laughs> the cocoon version. phase yeah. of the adult. Come on. But I have to say, in this whole forbidden time, <laughs> ebooks have like absolutely saved me because uh, all the libraries are shut, and so you kind of. I really like browsing. Like I like reading. Obviously, I've got hundreds of books. But I really like browsing, and like ebooks have saved me because you can like browse them more easily. No, oh, you see, I have just been spending all of my money on getting books sent to my house. Because you yeah. get quite a lot free when you're a writer um, and you work in publishing and things. But I've just, I swear to God, I've bought more books this year than the last like five combined. Yeah. There's like 300 unread books in my house. It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm hoarding books. Everyone else is hoarding food. And I'm like, no, I don't. I just need things to read. I mean, I have spent a small fortune in Category as Books, which is Scotland's, I think, only Queer bookshop. Book I think so. Um, which is near us and is amazing. So, listeners, if you're looking for some books, then I highly recommend Categories Books. Really cool. But I have spent quite a lot of money there. It's okay. It needs to be done. It's worth it, you know? It's yep. good, but yeah. Um, but books are the thing, aren't they? So, it's a very Philip Pullman story, I think. Is it good, though? I don't love it. It's okay. It's essentially the same story as that Twilight Zone episode, isn't it? 
where the guy the guy survives a nuclear disaster because he's in a bank vault, which let's not question that too heavily. <laughs> um, and then he comes up out of the bank vault and he's like, oh my God, everybody's dead. Although now I can read as much as I want, but then he breaks his glasses. Oh yeah. It's essentially that. Yeah. So. He's just ripped it off. I can't know for sure that he's seen that episode, but it's mm. kind of the same story. Oh man, I want Philip to watch some better work, I'll say. Yeah. It's not the worst. I'll give it a three. Yeah. Okay. And it's not good bad at all, really. One. One yeah. for good bad. Yeah. It's just okay. It's like a sort of old fashioned spooky story. Yeah, it's like a. I mean, how old is he now? Shall I look it up? Yeah, go on. Uh, I don't want to insult him. Because despite <laughs> being outside, wrong. I can get your Wi Fi. Um, he's 73. Okay. So what's now minus 94? So hang on. That's like 20, 26 years ago. Okay. So he would have been in his late 40s when okay. he was writing this. It is very much a late late 40s man story writing for a teenager. What yeah. you want in some like sex and drugs and he's giving you like a, a very bookish heroine. And that's fine. At the time, I'm going to say I connected a lot more to the idea of a bookish heroine than sex and drugs. Yeah, fair enough. Because I would have been, what, 11, 12 when I read this? Yeah. So... That was much more familiar to me. No, oh, he's been married since 1970. That's always nice, isn't it? That's cute. Um, so, yeah, uh, I thought it was fine. Um, I have to say, we've got a great story tomorrow. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, you don't think? We'll see. So tomorrow we've got... Well, is it Killing Time? Yes. Or Killing Time? Oh. Well. Well, we'll see. Can you say both? Killing Time? Killing Time by Jill Bennett is tomorrow. I don't know who she... I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her either. But I like her. (laughs) And we will be back tomorrow with that. Until then, you can find us on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod or on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore. And if you think this kind of drivel is worth some sort of donation, uh, then you can do that monthly by going to patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast and becoming a meatloaf. And you get like a brand new, uh, I mean, not new, I mean, it is new. You get an exclusive wow. episode <laughs> every month uh, on top of the usual shit. And there's loads on the Patreon now. It's oh my like god. Two yeah. and a half years worth. Yeah, at least. And we've been doing them every month of that two and a half years. <laughs> We're getting into the dregs, and that makes for better content. <laughs> we've read some real spinkers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we will see you tomorrow. Bye.